Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to tell you about the DSO fraternity. The DSO fraternity is the members-only portion of my website at dadstartingover.com. And you can learn more about it at dadstartingover.com slash join for $14.99 per month or $149 for the entire year. You get access to all three of my books at no additional charge. You can download a PDF directly to your computer or you can stream the audio of the book live on your computer or phone, or you can download the MP3 file. You also get access to private discussion groups on Facebook, and you also get to attend live member meetings on Zoom. We have approximately three meetings every single week on a variety of different topics. We have members from all over the world who attend. Don't forget we also have member-only articles along with member-only audio for you to enjoy. And lastly, If you were looking at one-on-one coaching with myself or one of our other three coaches and were scared off by the pricing, pricing for DSO fraternity members is considerably less. So again, give it a shot. Check it out at dadstartingover.com slash join. And now on to today's episode. My story part two. My holy shit moment has arrived. So my wife starts working with the personal trainer. She literally spent at least two hours each day at the gym, and longer on weekends. So how the hell does she accomplish that? Well, she got up at 4 a.m. every single day. This was her mission. This was on top of her very long work schedule. I rarely saw the woman. I continued playing Mr. Mom at this point. I cooked. I cleaned. Not all of the cooking and cleaning, but a good chunk of it. I helped with the kids' homework. This is on top of my full-time job and two hours of total commuting each day. Did I ever have enough of this bullshit and actually tell her that we need to make a change, that she is spending too much time away from home, and that I need to get out and do things too? Yes, I sure did. And what was her response? Quote, You have never supported me in anything. You made me take this job, and you don't let me do anything that I like. I... Wait, what just happened? I still remember that conversation in the kitchen seeing her very crazy-looking face as she spit out those words. Wow. I was flabbergasted. This was a total fabrication. I made her take this job? I don't let her do anything? What the hell? Here's... Time out. Here's a common red flag. 
This sudden obsession and addiction that usually revolves around self-improvement, you know, actual or imagined, or in some ways takes them back to a more youthful time. Examples of this are joining the gym, working out for hours at a time, going back to school, staying out late, making new younger friends, etc. This combined with a sudden rewriting of history is a very common red flag and cause for concern. The two always seem to go together. Back to the story. So after working out with a trainer dude for a few months, the wife is buff, really buff, and not in a good way, too much so. She was never a petite gal, but this was just really bulky man-like muscle, not the fitness bunnies you see in the magazines at all. You know, I've worked out with athletic women before when I was younger and an attractive gym goer, and I know that women who lift weights can look extremely good, but this was not good. Not at all. Was it steroids? Who knows? At this point, she's glued to her phone like a teenage girl. Her speech and her overall behavior is changing. She was much more trashy. Her southern twang is stronger than ever. She didn't even have an accent at all for the first 10 years of our relationship. Even her text messages to me look like they're coming from somebody else at this point. She had random misspellings. She suddenly forgot the difference between there, there, and there. How weird. Who was this woman? She used to make fun of people like this. It's time out again. Another common red flag at this point was being glued to their phone 24-7. That's bad. A sudden change in behavior and personality is also bad. Becoming what they always hate? Watch out. So, back to the story. Bad news. At this point, my grandma was dying. She was in a nursing home down in Florida. She suffered from dementia and now kidney cancer. Her days were numbered, and my mom wanted to know if I wanted to go down and see her. I hadn't seen her talk to her or talked to her in years since the dementia kicked in and they put her in a home. You know, maybe we can go down there and, and go to the beach and make it a vacation. See dying grandma, say our goodbyes, enjoy some sunshine, sounds like a plan. And in hindsight, this was every bit as weird as it sounds. But we loaded up the minivan and we all headed down to sunny Florida. We arrived, and my wife at the time was still glued to her phone. And she still woke up at 4 a.m. every day, and she walked down to the beach and did a workout. Well, we, used, we would hang out at the beach, and her physical appearance at this time was jarring. She posts photos on social media, which was another obsession of hers at the time, and her sister would send me a text. She would say, quote, she looks like a man. So day two of our stay in Florida was what they call D-Day. I was alone in the condo, putting our baby down for a nap. Wife and the two other kids were down on the beach. My mom was away, thankfully. She spent most, most of the vacation with our aunt. I fired up the laptop. My wife was logged into Facebook. I saw a conversation between her and her personal trainer. This was not appropriate talk for a married mom of three to have with another man. Oh God, no way. Is she having an affair? No fucking way. I approached her right away with what I saw. This was a mistake. The rest of the week was spent very openly talking about all things related to our relationship. This involved her denying any kind of misbehavior on her part. It was only flirting via Facebook, nothing else. Okay, so maybe they did kiss that once. Oh boy. This is another common red flag. This is what they call trickle truth. The awful truth is not so bad if you let it out just a little bit at a time. Usually the trickling goes something like this. Uh, we were just being friendly. We were just flirting. Okay, we just kissed that once. 
Okay, yeah, he came over a few times, but all we did was talk. Okay, we may have kissed more than once. Okay, we had full-blown monkey sex right on our bed while the neighbors watched, and it's all recorded and on the internet forever. Now back to the story. So we agreed at this time to go to couples counseling. You can read all about our my experience with the couples counseling on the website. The next several weeks of my life were pure hell. I'm going to purposely leave out the details. Just trust me. It was bad. It does me no good to expose those old wounds again. So she moved out. The sad part was that she was gone so much anyway that the kids didn't even notice. Seriously. After two weeks of that, we decided enough of the charade, and we sat the kids down to break the news. I remember sitting in our living room, and my wife looked at me with puppy dog eyes as if to say, Can you do it, please? But I just motioned towards the kids, and I said, Oh no, this is all you. Go ahead. And she told them, no hesitation, Mom was going to live somewhere else. My daughter collapsed on the chair and immediately cried. My oldest son just sat there with his hands on his knees like an old man, staring, frozen. My wife called to him to come sit with her. He sat in her lap, and he screamed like somebody shot him. My littlest boy was one and a half years old, and he had no idea what was going on, thankfully. That was the toughest day of my entire life. I wished every type of cancer on her that day. I hoped for her to have a long, slow, and painful death. She hurt my kids. She put her selfishness above their well-being. Their lives will never be the same, and neither will mine. How could she do this? This was all happening so fast. Looking over all of this, it seems so sudden. Boom, 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 done. And yep, that's exactly how it was. They say when things like this happen, you should keep busy. And oh, I get busy, all right. That's never been a problem. Mom just wasn't around for the kids at all anymore. She would pick them up from school, and she would drop them off at the house, and then she would go to the gym. I would feed them and put them to bed, and she would pick them up in the morning for school. I was still commuting to work at this point. A divorce agreement was written up by her attorney. It was surprisingly fair. She recognized her contribution to our debts, and she took half of them. She also took one of the vehicles that was paid for, and she would later crash it three times and then finally total it. And I was left with a car and the little house and 50-50 custody of the kids. No fine print, no gotchas. She just wanted out fairly and fast. She had a good life waiting for her, and I couldn't sign that agreement fast enough. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. 
We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.